Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Geekish Cast, episode 52. Superman always kills Zod. Welcome back to Geekish Cast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and I'm joined again by Doug. How you doing there, Doug? I'm doing well, Jeremy. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Last episode, we kind of left off uh, talking about how you never got out of comics and possibly headed to where I got back into them. So you said you started looking at them when you were three or four. Do you remember what your earliest uh, earliest comics that you really took a shine to were? Uh, it was like the Batman family stuff and the Superman family stuff. And, okay. And then... Uh, than Spider-Man. Oh, absolutely. So the the big guns, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember, I don't know why. I mean, I definitely remember seeing Batman and Superman and other ones. For some reason, when I think about it, the first comic book superhero I remember seeing is The Flash. That's the one that stands out to me. I, I don't know if that's apocryphal or not, though. <laughs> You know, right. do you remember, do you remember the first story that you read that really grabbed you? Uh, you know, the, when I started paying attention to the stories rather than the, the other stuff, I, I think the one that really moved me the most, and I'm moving mm-hmm. up a little bit in my age, as far as my timeline goes, is the, oh, uh, sure. the X-Men John Byrne run with, uh, the mastermind when he was, oh, okay. when he was messing around with Jean Grey. With her, you know, uh, when he's tricking her and, and causing the illusions and she thinks she's going crazy and it pushes her to become yep. uh, the Dark Phoenix. Yep, that's but that, that's one. That's I, the one that made oh. my eyes kind of open that, you know, while these, these little superhero books can actually have a story that makes you care about the characters kind of stuff. Yeah, and I was still kind of, I was still youngish. That story, a lot of it went over my head, but I definitely remember it. And I also remember there was... There was a big Native American character that was basically Wolverine as a big native. And the only reason he didn't stick around and Wolverine did is because John Byrne was also Canadian and so was Wolverine. Talking about Thunderbird? Yes, Thunderbird. That was it. That's the only reason the only reason that Wolverine became a big deal in the X Men and Thunderbird didn't was because Well didn't John Thunderbird Byrne. die in the first mission? Uh, you know what? I don't remember the specifics, but yeah. I do remember. I'm pretty sure he, he died on that first new X Men mission, but his brother became the new Thunderbird later. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But the way it's been told to me, and the way I've heard John Byrne say it or be, being quoted about it, was that basically he backed Wolverine over that guy because of their Canadian right. heritage. Which I can see John Byrne doing that. Yeah, and John Byrne. I actually, I'm a I'm a big John Byrne fan, but I could totally see him making that decision. Yeah, he's a fun one. The uh, yeah. you know thinking back to other stories, you know, Spider Man had already gone through his uh, Gwen Stacy phase when I started reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I guess when the uh, I can't remember the, the the psychiatrist who was also pretending to be the Green Goblin, that kind of stuff was going on when when Spidey was had the very hints of the clone thing. Oh yeah, you know that that I, early early stuff, but you know still uh, John Romano Senior drawing it. Yeah, but then they had like you know the Rocket Racer and stuff like that was going on and. It just didn't grab me near as much as the X Men did at the time, and Wolverine was my all time favorite character at the time. He was he was awesome. I mean, oh yeah, and, it, well, and was, then you had Daredevil and the Ninjas. You know, this was before Ninjas were cool, and now they're not cool, and maybe now they'll be cool again. Uh, yeah, but, and that's and for people who don't know real well, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles actually was a parody of Daredevil. That's the the Ninja Clan in Daredevil is called the Hand. That's why in Mutant Ninja Turtles they're called the Foot. Right. You know, just just for people who don't know. Uh, yeah, even the you know, uh, the art style of Eastman and Laird was kind of a parody of of Miller's art style. Absolutely, and for those who also don't know, Frank Miller cut his teeth in comics on the Daredevil, and he took well, he took the kingpin away from Spider Man and made him a Daredevil villain. And the Daredevil was actually probably at that point some of the most I'm going to say mature, and I don't mean in the way that a Cinemax movie is mature. I just mean that. You could sit, read, and and really think about the story right, in the Daredevil. Right. Characters were dying. Yeah, and it, they were. And they weren't popping stories. back up in the next issue. They were dead, dead. Yeah, um, you can actually see a lot of a lot of the thoughts that go into Sin City. You can see where they started in Daredevil, and the Frank Miller runs on Daredevil. You know, the organized crime and the the more noirish, slick thriller style storytelling. Right. And all, I mean, I think a lot of that comes from the New York at that time and in reality. New York, oh. New York was a dangerous place. New York I was mean, a dangerous didn't place. Didn't ride the subway. It was a cesspool. Yeah, they. Uh, I think they mentioned Bernie Getz in uh, in the new TV show, even in this this new season of Daredevil. I haven't caught that yet, but I I don't know how you could do a story in New York and about vigilantes and not mention Getz. Right. Yeah. I don't know how you do that. And for me, you know, obviously I read I read comic books as a little kid. Um, but there was that point where, you know, when I was young, you went to the corner store where you could get a soda and a candy bar and a comic book. That's where you bought comic books. And then one day, comic books quit showing up on magazine racks. So I actually didn't see one between either the late 70s or early 80s. And the first time I walked into a direct market comic book shop, it was actually Bonanza Comics here in Modesto. And at that point, The Dark Knight Returns had come out. And for all I knew, they had, they had quit publishing Batman, you know, seven or eight years before. Right, right. There's no internet to tell you otherwise. Exactly. That, that's just it. I don't know how rumors or anything passed around before the internet. But back then, the only way to find something out was to go somewhere and look. And I didn't know about direct comic book shops. I thought comic books were a thing of the past. But um, I found that Dark Knight Returns and slowly started getting back into comics uh, as a teenager, I read Mike Grell's The Longbow Hunter, Longbow Hunters, and I became a giant Mike Grell fan, but also Green Arrow fan at that point. Yeah, I liked uh, Grell's. Was it Warlord that he drew before? The Warlord yeah. that was that was good. Yeah. I always liked his art style, and when he did Longbow Hunter, my, my dad he's a he's a bow hunter. He actually is. Oh, okay. He, he actually is a bow hunter, and. I'm not a hunter myself, but I always had an appreciation of it. I always liked archery, and I liked that they took away all the gimmicks from the Green Arrow. He just had regular arrows. He would actually shoot guys and hurt them, but he still wouldn't yep. kill. You know? 
Well, he killed in the Longbow Hunters. He killed that one right. time. But you know what I mean. Um, he wasn't, no, he wasn't no, trying to kill everybody. Well, and that was the thing that made that kill stand out, because you realize that it was such a horrible moment that that's all he could do. Um, you know, that's what made it stand out. Because otherwise, you know, you got a guy running around with a bow and arrow. He'd probably just be the Punisher with bow and arrows. Right. But yeah, that was the one that really hooked me. But from there, I got back into Batman. Um, I'm going to ask you this. Is there any way Batman beat Superman in a fight? You mean before Return of, or Batman Returns? <laughs> I, just, I just mean in general. Couldn't, couldn't Superman liquefy Batman if he wanted to, no matter what? I think it depends on who writes it. Yeah. You know, I, I love my, in my mind, uh, mm-hmm. Batman is formidable, especially if he's prepared. Yeah, if he's got time to prepare, you're in a lot of trouble. If you can hit him with something he's never seen before, you know, if you threw Spider-Man at him, you know, and he's never heard of Spider-Man, and they're in, you know, they're in a city-like thing, it, it's going to be a good fight. But if Batman has a file on him, Spider-Man's in trouble. Yeah, and that, in just, my mind, that's where Batman stands. No, I got you, and that's what a lot of people say because he's he's always crazy prepared, right? Yeah, that's always the thing. He's just he's prepared for anything. Like the uh, the Tower of Babel story mm-hmm. uh, with Raza Ghoul stealing all the files from Batman about how to beat the Justice League. Yeah, and he he had everybody you know a way to beat them all. Oh yeah, and that's actually one of the things I like that they've done in the modern era is it, they start to overuse it because it comes up again with Brother Eye and a few other people, right, but right. but people hacking Batman's files on how he could take it take out the Justice League single single handedly is kind of fun. Yeah, it's fun the first time, like you said. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just here's the thing. I love Batman, and I will suspend my disbelief and believe that Batman could possibly take Superman in a fight if properly prepared. But have you ever seen what happens if you take a can of soup and throw it against the wall? <laughs> you know, and that's just, to me, like Batman with the armor and Dark Knight Returns. I'm thinking, but all Superman has to do is, like, flick his helmet really hard and it'll liquefy his brain. Right. In that, that trailer, they do show the moment when Superman's trying to hit him and he stops his arm. That's kind of bad. I'm wondering, so. you know, is that later in the fight when Batman throws a switch and turns something on? You know, what's what's going on there? I, yeah. I'm, I'm betting you're going to see him plugged into the lamppost at some point. I, I would think so, because they definitely took a lot of cues from the Dark Knight Returns in this. I mean, a lot of cues came from that. Um. I would imagine we're going to see him power up somehow or another. Right. Um, you know, overall, let me ask you this, and we're actually going to do another bit where we talk about movies, the superhero movies in general, but what did you think of Man of Steel? Uh, I enjoyed it. I just rewatched it to get the, uh, to get, you know, get it back in my head before I watched the new movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm still very bothered by the ending, by the, the killing of uh, General Zod. And yeah. I realized that, you know, if Superman kills one person, it's always General Zod. Yes, you know, he's even, he's killed him even John Byrne. Yeah, John Byrne had him kill but Zod. And still, that 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 whole holding his head, keeping his eyes from from zapping the pedestrian, the you know, the, the innocent standing there, it doesn't mm-hmm. work for me. I, I didn't like the scene. I thought it was kind of clunky because all he really had to do is glance to the you know, side of his vision a little bit. He still could have killed him. Right, you know, and he, of course he, he, he snaps his neck. I mean, that's which, which you think would have brought his eyes on somebody, anyways, right? right? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm kind of looking forward to. The new one is we actually see those beams firing out of the buildings as as Batman's down on the street watching it. 
Yeah, I actually, yes, I I am excited to see how they handle that because it looks like Batman's going to stand in for fan hatred against that. Right, ending. right. Yeah, but so I mean, to me, to, I mean, that's why I think Batman can beat Superman in the comic book is because Batman will go places Superman won't go. Mm-hmm. And that to me is what Superman is. He's the the Golden Boy Scout. Right. You know that. Whereas I think we've talked about Captain Marvel before, Shazam. Mm-hmm. He's even a little bit more ridiculous of a Boy Scout because he's a kid. But, you know, Clark Kent is the Kansas farm boy who won't kill. Absolutely. Um, I actually, I like, I, I know a lot of people in the modern day and age bitch about Superman being too squeaky clean. I like that, that you take somebody that powerful and yet his code of ethics is so strong. that Yeah, look, Superman could just squash the planet pretty much. Nobody's going to stop him. Right. And and they build in that ethical code where he won't allow himself to do it. Right. That makes I mean it gives the character a vulnerability that you can play off against, you know, play on later. Yeah. And it it it, it makes you like the character. It gives you something yeah. to to look into the character and beyond it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, let me I'm going to ask you something kind of specific about Superman. Do you prefer in storytelling they've done it both ways where his parents, his human parents, earth parents are dead or alive? Which which way do you prefer Superman's back? I like the John Byrne. They were still alive. I prefer that. I, as well. I like the when he rebooted Man. You know, I think it was actually called Man of Steel that miniseries. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I, I I loved everything he was doing about it. And I was so upset when he left it, was kicked off it, whatever the story is there. Right. Because I mean, at the time, to me, John Byrne could do no wrong, and I, I but I truly enjoyed the story. I loved how he met Batman. You know, that, mm-hmm. that Batman told him that, you know, a life is in danger and you have to work with me to, to solve this. You know, hiding from Superman that it was Batman's life that was in danger. Yes. There was a person with a bomb on yeah, him. Exactly. Go off. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. I forget about that. Yeah, because, you know, I, I, there's that Disney rule that nothing exciting can happen until your mother's dead. You know, that's why, like, almost all Disney heroines have no, no mother figure in their life. I think even baby. The, the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that a very important difference between Superman and Batman can be illustrated with the parents. You know, Batman's parents are dead, creating an obsession with, you know, him hunting down criminals right. and dressing like a bat. Superman, on the other hand, is a squeaky clean moral center, and I think it makes more sense if his parents are alive. Right, at least his mom. Yeah, at the very least, as well. I do not care for the way his father, for the way Jonathan Kent died in Man of Steel. I thought that was the most stupid, reckless, idiotic death I'd ever seen. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too fond of tornadoes. So yeah, I didn't. I have other reasons for not liking that scene. Oh, I, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, but also, I felt that they wrote Jonathan Kent wrong in Man of Steel. I don't think he came up. I don't think he came off the way I had envisioned him. Right. Well, I mean, there's so many changes in Man of Steel from what you're used to, from the status Mm -hmm. quo of Superman. You know, and but there were so many things that that I do really like. I do like fighting the giant robot. You know, it's like this. There there we go. There's a giant robot for Superman to fight. Giant tentacles. You know, robot arms chasing him around. It's like, well, this is finally cool. I did. I did enjoy finally getting to see Superman punch something. Right. Yeah, we never really got to see Chris Reeve as Superman, I mean, do anything super-powered punching, you know. 
he kind of like grabbed criminals by their collars and handed them over to the cops. Right, right. Pretty Let them shoot them and wear themselves out, kind of thing. Exactly. Except for the far, the uh, the trucker that he punched in the the diner that one time. That was kind of a oh, God. I love that movie, but that was such a chicken shit move. <laughs> you know, he gets his ass kicked. So is Superman so petty that he'd go back and beat up a trucker? Right. I mean, come on. Yeah, but at the time you loved it. Come on. Oh, I did absolutely. I think I was seven when I saw that. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're a kid, you want to see every bully get their ass beat. Hey, Doug, let's go ahead. We'll wrap this episode up, and um, we'll talk about DC movies when we come back. How's that sound? All right. So, Doug, tell us where people can find you on the Internet. Uh, Starkwork.com. S-T-U-R-K-W-U-R-K.com. Excellent. And we can be found at geekishcast.com. Uh, please like us on Facebook. You'll find our page at facebook.com slash geekishcast. I tweet from at the geekishcast. Also, if you are an iTunes user, please take a moment and rate and review us on iTunes. It would really help us out a lot. Thank you, guys. We will see you next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.